Hello and welcome to the Mindset Coach Podcast, the show where coaches and coaches-to-be tune in to learn how to integrate mindset coaching tools and neuroscience-based techniques into their practice and grow and scale a coaching business they love. Each week, I'll be sharing easy-to-implement tips, case studies, and business strategies that you can use right away to transform your own mindset and the mindset of those you coach. I'm your host, Lara Young, founder of the Mindset Coach Academy, author of 52 Adventures to Change Your Life, award-winning business owner, coach, and coach trainer. Tune into this podcast each Friday, free on all the podcasting apps, and click to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, mindset is everything. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Lara Young, and today we're going to be diving into a topic that I know will be dear to all of your hearts. It's all about negative self-talk. How do we master it? How do we teach clients how to silence their inner critic? So let's dive in because we all engage in self-talk. We have around 64,000 thoughts a day and 99% of them are pretty similar to the thoughts that we had the day before. And so if we have our clients who are engaging in negative self-talk, you know that little voice that you have that just pops up from time to time? We all have it, don't we? If your clients, though, are engaging in negative self-talk, that is really detrimental to them and prevents them from achieving their goals, then you as a coach really have a role to play in helping them to change that inner narrative in order to shift that dialogue. So the interesting thing, of course, about self-talk is that it is such a powerful force. It shapes our thoughts, it shapes our emotions and our actions. So many people struggle with it though, even when they know that that little voice is wrong or annoying or you know, not really helpful, people struggle with it and it can really hold them back from achieving their full potential. So as coaches, it's our role to help our clients to identify and transform this limiting inner voice so they can truly, truly thrive. So the very first step, of course, with our clients is to help them to recognize self-talk. And self-talk can take many, many different forms. And I'm going to share three of them with you now. And those three are all or nothing thinking, catastrophizing and personalizing, because I guess these are the most common cognitive distortions that can lead to negative self-talk and impact a person's mental well-being. So let's start with all or nothing thinking. Now, this cognitive distortion involves seeing things in black and white without any shades of gray. And it's the tendency to view situations, experiences, or personal qualities as either all good or all bad with no middle ground. You may know someone like this. You may know clients like this. You may, in fact, do this yourself. Now, here's an example. So a coach's client has started a new exercise routine but missed one workout session. Instead of recognizing that they can get back on track, the client thinks, I've already messed up, so there's no point in trying anymore. I'll never be able to stick to a fitness plan. So that's an example of all or nothing thinking. One thing happens to get them off track and it's all done. They're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. 
The next example or the next type of all or nothing thinking is catastrophizing. So this distortion occurs when a person exaggerates the negative consequences of a situation or event, turning it into the worst case scenario. They may automatically jump to the most disastrous outcome, even when it's unlikely. So for example, a client receives constructive criticism from their boss and immediately thinks, I'm going to get fired. I'll never get another job. I'll end up broke and alone. But in reality, their boss simply offered feedback to help them improve their performance. Catastrophizing can also happen in relationships. You know, if you're newly dating and someone doesn't text you back straight away, we can start to catastrophize about all the different scenarios of what's happened to that person. You know, and sometimes in those scenarios, they become very flowery, don't they? They become very imaginative, like they haven't texted back because maybe they're in the hospital. When the reality is they've had their phone on silent or they've been in an all-day work workshop and they haven't had access to their phone. So again, catastrophizing is a distortion that is really useful for you to work with your clients on and to help them to shift that thinking by asking questions from, for example, the meta model questioning that we teach in the Mindset Coach Certification Program. And all of these things, of course, are things that we teach you how to do in the Mindset Coach Certification Program at the Mindset Coach Academy. The third example is personalizing. Personalizing is a tendency to take things personally and blame yourself for events or situations that are not entirely within your control. And this distortion can lead to feelings of guilt, shame, and unwarranted responsibility. So for example, a coach's client is part of a team working on a project that fails to meet the deadline. Instead of recognizing the various factors that contributed to the delay, the client thinks, this is all my fault. I always ruin everything. My team mates must hate me for holding them back. Now, each of these cognitive distortions can be identified and addressed through coaching by helping clients to develop healthier thought patterns and more balanced perspectives. And of course, one of the ways that we do this is through our effective questioning techniques, really engaging in dialogue and also in reframing it and helping our client to reframe it. And I'll come on to that shortly. So the next thing is awareness. Now, awareness is so key when it comes to changing self-talk. What we want to do is encourage our clients to practice mindfulness and self-reflection to become more conscious of their thoughts. So what we really want to do is to have them notice and maybe even write down when they're engaging in all or nothing thinking, catastrophizing and personalizing. Have them maybe have a journal or a record for when the little inner critic pops up and have them notice what that inner critic is saying and how they feel in response to that dialogue, that inner dialogue. And really at that moment, that awareness is where we can start to have some self-reflection and we can start to shift their mindset around creating more positive self-talk. So there are exercises that you can do where you say to them, write it down and write down the opposite, write down a positive version, write down what else that could mean. And that really leans into our next step, which is around reframing thoughts. Now, 
what you want to do is when your clients are more aware of their negative self-talk, you want to help them to challenge and reframe those thoughts because by guiding them to replace limiting beliefs with empowering constructive statements, they can really start to break free from the grip of the inner critic. And I'll give you some examples of this. So what we can use is the thought record technique. So this is a technique where you're really helping your clients to identify a challenge and then reframe their negative self-talk. By systematically breaking down the thoughts and considering alternative perspectives, clients can replace limiting beliefs with more balanced, constructive statements. So the first thing that we want to do is to identify the situation. So we want to ask the client to think of a specific situation that triggered negative self-talk and have them describe the event and what happened. Okay. And you're going to be listening as you do this, and you're going to be writing down those negative thought patterns, those negative statements that the inner critic is saying. So here's an example. So the situation is that the client didn't receive a promotion at work, which they'd been working towards for months. So then what you want to do is to have the client write down the negative thoughts they experienced in response to the situation, or you can write it down for them on their behalf and just reflect back to them, making sure that you've got it accurate. So for example, the client may say, I'm not good enough. I'll never advance in my career and my boss doesn't appreciate my work. The next step when we've recorded the negative thoughts is to challenge the thoughts. And in this step, what we want to do is to encourage the client to question the validity and the accuracy of the negative thoughts. So ask them to consider evidence that contradicts their beliefs and to identify any cognitive distortions present. So, for example, the client realizes that they've been successful in previous roles, that their boss has praised their work in the past and that they may be actually engaging in all or nothing thinking. Now, using humor here is a really valuable tool to maintain rapport with your client when you are actually, you know, thinking about and getting them to explore these negative thoughts that they have. Once we've challenged the thought, and you can also use your metamodel questioning for that, is to reframe the thought. So this is where we want to guide the client to develop alternative, more balanced thoughts to replace the negative ones. And these new thoughts should be realistic and based on evidence. So what we're not talking about here is Pollyanna thinking, where we go from one extreme of the negative to all the way over to the positive. What this is about is being realistic and what is the evidence that I have that I can use to change the way that I was thinking. For example, I didn't get this promotion, but that doesn't mean I'm not good enough. My career is a work in progress and I can learn from this experience. My boss has recognised my hard work before and there may be other factors at play in this decision. So see how that's a realistic evidentiary summation of what it could mean, what the situation could mean, rather than all or nothing thinking or rather than going all the way to the other side into Pollyanna thinking. The next thing we want to do is to ask our client to reflect on the new thoughts. So we ask them to reflect on how their new thoughts make them feel and how these alternative perspectives might impact their emotions and actions. Remember that thoughts precede emotions and emotions precede action. And so when we address the thoughts, we then also address the emotional response to those thoughts, that thinking and the actions as well.
For example, the client now feels more hopeful and motivated to continue working towards their goals. They're also open to discussing the situation with the boss and seeking feedback for future growth. So we really want to encourage our clients then to practice the thought record technique uh, so that they can become really adept at recognizing and reframing negative self-talk when we're not there. And over time, it can really help the clients to have a more balanced mindset. Let's take another example because that was from the perspective of a career coach. Now, let's look at an example that may occur if you're a dating coach for women who want to start dating again after divorce. So we identify the situation. So the situation is the client goes on her first date after her divorce and it doesn't go as planned. They don't have much in common and the conversation feels really awkward. So the client wants to write down any negative thoughts that happen in response to this unsuccessful date. And those negative thoughts may be, uh, I'm not attractive anymore. No one will ever want to be with me again. Dating after divorce is hopeless. Want to learn more about how you can become a certified mindset coach? Head on over to our website, www.mindsetcoachacademy.com forward slash coach certification, and you'll find all the information that you need along with a button to book a call with me to talk about how you can become the best coach you can be. What we want to do then as a coach is to help our clients to challenge the validity and accuracy of these thoughts. So we ask her for evidence that contradicts these beliefs and identify any cognitive distortions that may be present. So for example, she realizes that attractiveness is subjective, that she has friends and family who care about her, and she might be catastrophizing based on one disappointing date. The next step is to reframe the thoughts. So this is where we help our client again to adopt those alternative, more balanced thoughts to replace the negative ones. So for example, just because one date didn't go well doesn't mean I'm not attractive or that I won't find a new partner. Dating can be a process of trial and error and it's normal to have some unsuccessful dates. I'll learn from this experience and continue putting myself out there. See how that really helps. It really helps the client. It really helps to change and shift those emotions. And of course, what we want to do now is have our client reflect on those new thoughts. So she may now feel more optimistic and less discouraged about her dating journey. She's now open to trying new ways to meet people, such as joining a social group or signing up for a dating app. And this is really powerful. So I'd encourage you, there were two examples there. Perhaps you could write down some examples um, that will be applicable to your clients, your ideal clients, and the people that you, you know, the people that you work with on a regular basis in your niche. So the next thing that we can do to help clients to shift their inner critic, to silence their inner critic and shift those negative thinking patterns is to use some affirmations. Now, affirmations can be a very powerful tool to kind of contradict and counteract negative self-talk. So they're positive statements, as we know, that really uh, we can help our clients to embed and they can embed them at the unconscious, subconscious level through hypnotherapy, through visualization. They can also just make them very, very conscious level and 
You know, you could give your clients an affirmation a day or an affirmation journal, even some affirmation cards so that they can say them out loud to themselves, perhaps in the morning, during their morning routine or while they're doing their hair or their makeup in front of the mirror. There are lots of different times and places that we can encourage our clients to be saying those positive affirmations to themselves so that they really start to use those affirmations that are specifically tailored to their unique needs and goals, to their thought processes, to really start to embed them at their cellular level in their body. Another thing that we can do is to encourage our clients to use mindfulness and meditation because what they do is they really allow our clients to pay attention to their thought processes, pay attention to their emotions and pay attention to that relationship between thought or self-talk, emotions and actions. And, you know, mindfulness and meditation is something that some people can take a while to get used to. And again, it's about you having that flexibility as a coach to be able to suggest different types of practices. For some people who are, you know, highly active mentally, um, you know, they don't, they find it hard to switch off. You know, maybe it is just giving them a really gentle sleep hypnotherapy or a gentle meditation that they can listen to first thing in the morning or in the evening. Maybe it is just getting them to stop for a minute every hour and just pay attention to what's going on around them and then gradually expand that mindfulness, that being in the moment from there. The next thing that is really important in terms of silencing our inner critic is really developing self-compassion. Self-compassion is really essential in silencing the inner critic. I think so many of us are so hard on ourselves and we're very quick to criticise when we have perceived failure, when things don't go according to plan. And so what we want to do is to really teach our clients the importance of treating themselves with kindness and forgiveness, even when they make mistakes. And this shift in perspective can really help create a much more positive and supportive inner dialogue. And, you know, I always like to suggest that instead of saying I failed, we say I'm learning. I failed, I'm learning. We wouldn't say to a child as they're learning to walk, oh, you failed at walking, (laughs) give up now. There's no point. We would never say that. We are encouraging, we're kind, we're loving. And that's really the side of self-compassion that we want to turn onto ourselves. The same sort of compassion that we would give a child who is learning to walk and falling over on their bottom and then getting back up again, full of love and encouragement and supportive words. So this is just really important when we think about it and we think about, you know, how hard we can be on ourselves sometimes. And I want you to develop the skill and the ability to reflect back to your client that maybe they are being hard on themselves. Would they be as hard on this as as hard as this on a team member maybe who didn't get the promotion or a friend who was dating after divorce? You know, I really want you to start thinking about helping your clients to open up their awareness to different perspectives about how they treat themselves versus how they treat other people. Uh, And, you know, that is such a powerful tool and technique in itself and probably deserving of another episode. But that self-compassion and self-love is such an important thing that we want our clients to develop. So 
The thing that we always know when we are developing a habit is that we need to practice it and we need to be consistent. So silencing your inner critic is something that is not necessarily going to happen overnight. It'd be amazing if it did, but it is this process of developing a habit where you are consistently practicing and you're committed to doing the exercises around noticing self-talk, reframing self-talk and being mindful and being in the moment and noticing and paying attention to what happens as a result of those thoughts and then changing them based on real evidence, based on the evidence, based on what is supportive for you to think about. Now, it's really normal and usual to experience setbacks. It's normal and usual to have a bad day. And the key to success, of course, is perseverance. It's just to keep going. So I think the other, the final note really is that we want to help our clients to celebrate and acknowledge their, their progress. So we want them to notice and acknowledge their progress in self-talk, the progress in the way that they treat themselves with their inner voice. And that is something that you can definitely do over the course of your coaching relationship with them, even just by, by pointing it out and saying, listen, I've really noticed that there's been a change in you in the way that you're speaking to me, have you noticed that there's a change in the way that you're speaking to yourself about the situations that are happening in your life and how you're dealing with them, how you're dealing with some of the setbacks? It seems to me as though your resilience has grown, that you are actually engaging in using your affirmations. And I'm noticing a difference in the way that you talk about yourself, that you're compassionate about yourself and how you love yourself as well. So what we want to do is really reinforce those positive changes, which will continue again to boost their motivation, to continue improving and fostering their growth mindset that's going to serve them well in all aspects of their life. So this wraps up today's episode of the Mindset Coach podcast. I'd love to hear your thoughts about how you work with clients or yourself to silence their inner critic and stay tuned for next week's episode. Bye for now. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of the Mindset Coach Podcast. Remember to join us next week for another episode and subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review if you've loved it. Share it with your friends. And I really look forward to learning how you're implementing the tools and techniques that you're learning here. Mindset is everything.